Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners is for our clients and those wanting to learn more about what's really going on within the markets and economy, as well as overall financial planning topics. All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, episode number two of uh, True North Wealth Partners Vantage Point. Um, yeah, Friday, uh, August 7th, 2020. Where's the year going? Where's the summer going? <laughs> That's right. Kids t- going back to school. What? <laughs> it's a 2021 yet, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, day 10,000 of the COVID lockdown, uh, coming to you from our cave here. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully everyone's doing well and staying safe and, um, being able to, uh, find some joy, I guess, from the craziness that we're in still. So, um, so yeah, so I guess top of mind awareness, right? Is is kind of the the COVID uh, the virus is still obviously front and center, kind of. Yeah, it what's is. What's going right. on? Yep. Now with that, it was interesting. If we recall the last month episode, we, we shared with you the sort of the spike that we were going through at that time. So we believe at least the spike up that has occurred over the past three four weeks is now waning and turning back down, and you can see that in, in addition. Follow the U.S. spike line there. It goes higher, then it's turning back lower. So um, we're pleased to see a little bit of a, of a relief. But uh, obviously, that is something that is still of top of mind because you have to have, uh, you know, a remedy. They're talking about uh, hopefully the uh, uh, a cure or some type of uh, anti uh, vaccine there by the end of the year. That's the top of mind. So the markets are anticipating that, bringing in a lot of the forward earnings and, and guidance there as far as. Uh, market anticipation. So they, they are, are responding accordingly. So, um, yeah, what's, uh, with the, uh, first trust, you'll notice as well how, um, you know, a lot of plenty of graphs, it's a little busy of a chart, but, uh, again, um, India surprisingly is, 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 is jumping off the charts. So I know they have, you know, tons of people over there living there, which sort of makes sense, but, uh, you'll see besides the United States, India is, uh, another one that's really, uh, uh, going through their uh, phase of, sure. of that aspect. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully as we get, in, you know, there, there still could be another resurgence of uh, of a, a spike in the fall, we'll get back to school, whether it's full-time school, partial, right, online. <laughs> yeah, a mixture, crazy for sure. But make it a little more difficult for families. To, yes. Especially whether both, with both uh, you know, dual working situation kind of some craziness we've had some you know even in the office building here we've had a couple of cases where yeah. they That's have to evacuate point. the building and kind of put it in lockdown and they, they come around and spray everything spray everything get the uh, fumigate so yeah I think, I, I think that's just an excuse to get us out of the building yeah. so they, they can get the stink out i guess <laughs> yeah. no i hear you so uh yeah we're obviously monitoring that and you'll you've seen those uh, pieces um yeah, moving on i guess in regards to um you know, the trading volume, it has decreased. Uh, it was a 5.7 billion trades on average. Now it's down to 5.5 billion trades on average just in over this month. And the drop-off for that, you know, just recently, as yesterday, as an example, yeah, hitting new highs now here in the markets. And now we're at uh, 4.1 uh, billion trades. So we're well below the average. As and that's far. per day, right? Per day. Great, and great point. And we talk about trading, that's Stock trading, mm-hmm. yep. a buy and a sell. Buy and a sell. All so a buy tr- would be one trade and a sell would be another. Correct. That is correct. That's what the trading volume is. 
And, um, you know, I've been following that. I started tracking this in my days of T. Rowe Price, and I used to work there in the late 1990s. <laughs> um, so uh, learn from the fund managers and things of that nature. But uh, it just non-emotionally helps you track and um, it gives you guidance of where, where one sees. People say, okay, Eric, well, what does that mean? Okay, well, we're still up 41% over trade volume from last year. So uh, still high. It used to be 47. It's coming down. Now it's only 41%. That comes from me. I track that, as you know, um, on a uh, daily basis, pretty much. Um, let's see. Moving on, I guess, as far as the, uh, the VIX. Yeah. So the volatility, <laughs> so yeah. the, or lack thereof. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So the VIX is, uh, so that's just VIX, mm -hmm. right? That's Correct. What, that's the term for it. Yeah. So that's the volatility. The symbol is VIX. So what that means is... Uh, Basically, the next 30 days out, what the traders and the, and the, uh, the traders think that the stock market is going to do. So right now, uh, as you can see on this uh, chart, again, this is through uh, a sediment trader. So um, with that, sediment, uh, as far as one of our resources and partners that we use in our research uh, our team here, um, it's, you can just see it's just rock bottom. So it's gone off the chart down low. So it's approaching uh, right now 0.8. So 0.8 uh, is the contractions below or touching that red line. And again, the markets, the traders are getting comfortable um, uh, with where things are at. That can be good, but it can be bad. So when it turns, it turns fast. And hence why the volatility and the trading volume will then spike back up. So right now the trading volume has spiked down. It's going to turn when there's, uh, you know, uncertainty in the air. So there's plenty of uh, issues still out there, um, but that's another chart. And I think you'll find the VIX, uh, the term structure, uh, as far as uh, the 30-day, 90-day, how they do that. So um, so basically, so when stocks start to sell off, then the then the VIX goes up. Correct. Okay. Yes, that's exactly right. And you'll see that there on, on, on the chart, indicating the, the spike up in volatility. Um, you know, along with that, so there's plenty of sources. You just can't go with one. You know, we track over 50 economic indicators or leading, e leading economic indicators as well as, you know, uh, coincident and then lagging. Um, so those are three types of economic indicators. But with that said, um, you know, uh, the Fear Greed Index. So again, uh, produced by Cinnamon as well. Uh, they uh, published this and you can see with the Fear Greed, we're, we're near the highs again. So uh, well over 80 there. Um, so again, when, when that uh, gets higher, along with the VIX, these are just indicators as to why we have been waiting for a, a pullback in the market. So things that we're tracking and showing, again, nothing's perfect to foolproof, but uh, there should be an opportunity, and hopefully it here in, in August. So uh, August and September are typically uh, one of the best opportunities to redeploy cash because the markets typically are the worst in August and September. So uh, That's right. we will uh, look to do that uh, as well. So we find this as another source that we use as well. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's hard to, you know, you know, when you're talking about the markets, you know, I know we talk about this a lot, but just trying to give the markets time and space to work out. I know earlier we were talking about doing the rebalance, yeah. like, like June, July, and right. and just trying to extend it a little bit to be a little bit more cautious. But on, on top of the VIX, though, one of the one of the charts or one of the indexes that we look at that you'll see here on the screen is the uh, uh, the big the big money big index, money. <laughs> um, big mo, <laughs> yeah, the big mo, the buy sell index. So this is. 
this just shows what we call the big money. Uh, it's the chart here that you're seeing is uh, from Palm Beach uh, Research Group. And it just picks up on what it says there, the big money. So big money would be, you know, we think of trading in the market would be like the pension funds, uh, the mutual funds, you know, the, the the companies that are buying and selling large quantities of shares. Institutional. Yeah. Or another word we would say would be institutional buyers or sellers. So it's not necessarily, you know, Andy the Robin Smith. Hoodies. Yeah. Andy Smith <laughs> or Eric Susi going out and buying, you know, two shares of of Apple, you know that really doesn't what we call move the market one way or the other. It's the big, the big guys, uh, or the big, uh, the big money. And so this chart here will show you that um, the two lines there, the red line is what we call overbought, um, and that's kind of what kind of picking up on what Eric was talking about that we call fear greed. So once uh, once you pass the red line, you're in kind of an extreme greed situation where basically it's showing us that stocks. Are, are very much overbought at that point. And so the average, um, so since 1990, there have been about 19 overbought periods in the market. Um, and so the average period has gone about, has lasted about 20 trading days. Mm -hmm. And so right now we're into, I think at the time of this chart, 63 trading days into overbought yep. uh, territory. Um, and so that just shows you right now, I mean, money, you know, big money's still kind of going in. There's not a lot of selling going on at this point, but it's just an indicator that, that if you're going to be putting new money in, now is not the best time to be doing it because we're kind of at the tops of the market. And so what we wait for then is for them, for that to come down below the kind of the fear greed line and um, and, and kind of reverse too. As you get into the green, you get an over uh, oversold mm -hmm. territory or uh, we call it extreme fear, uh, which we saw there uh, back in uh, February, March. And also with the seasonality. So that will time up perfectly with August, September. So that's right. Yeah, I know. Like Andy mentioned, I'm on that call daily with the hedge eye, space and time. Yeah. We got a little bit of patience, and uh, um, and yes, to the point as far as our models, we are lagging a little bit uh, to the appropriate benchmark. And the benchmark that we do follow is called the Dow Jones Portfolio uh, Moderate Portfolio Index, is the one assigned to basically um, to the middle of the road for our model number three, which most of our clients' assets are reside in. But um, yeah, so again, that can change in a day or two just as fast. So uh, uh, we will be doing that and uh, moving on to the next topic, I guess, is in regards to leading indicators, things that we follow. Uh, that would be called high frequency uh, uh, data points that we track. So with that, I'm just going to rattle off just a few because um, there's, there's so many of them, over 20. <laughs> but, uh, you know, initial jobless claims is one, obviously. Uh, re weekly retail sales, box office receipts, um, hotel occupancy, uh, gas, TSA checkpoint for flights, um, all that stuff, rail car. So, you know, as a kid growing up, I used to count uh, trucks on the road, so uh, freight. <laughs> so that was a leading indicator. So, um, you know, long haul. Uh, truck, but another way is uh, the rail car and traffic cars. So um, again, month over month, week over week, as they track the high frequency indicators, they're certainly getting better over you know the past few months. So there's plenty of green that we're seeing there, but it's all about the rock. The rock is ROC, rate of change. <laughs> so with the rock rate of change year over year, everything's lagging uh, down. You know. <laughs> uh, 800% on one, 99% for box office receipts, uh, steel ton uh, is down 30%, hotel occupancy down 39%, uh, you know, uh, uh, open, oh, open table, <laughs> that's the uh, restaurant industry. It, yeah. With yeah. restaurants down 66%. Sure. And you know this, but I have a close friend of mine that owns a couple of restaurants, and 
you know, I, 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 I pop in, I keep tabs with him. So he gives me uh, up-to-date information too. And it's, uh, let's just say it's a challenge. He's struggling. So, uh, we hope, uh, you know, that, that will, uh, will change. And as far as for folks, what to do with your stimulus, once the fed passes our next package of trillions of dollars, <laughs> um, utilize that, so spend it, you know, as far as ideas, where to put it, um, 529, you know, just things, uh, top of mind, that'd be a great idea of what to do with money. Pay down debt mm-hmm. if you have it, please. Right, Andy, for That's financial right. planning wise. That's right. Uh, don't be afraid to do that. Uh, loans, credit cards, shore up your own personal balance sheet. So um, that would be, uh, you know, have a rainy day fund. There's plenty of that's savings right. rates, it's huge now in the high yeah. 20s. So. Growing, it's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. But you have to have that uh, rainy day fund because uh, these. Good times, quote unquote, will not last forever. That's for for sure. Um, That's right. So, uh, getting back to, I guess, some more of the uh, some charting and things of that nature. Uh, it's funny the uh, six we call the fangs. Okay, so folks, in regards to the Facebook, uh, Amazon, Netflix, Google, Apple, uh, Apple, and a- Alphabet, what have you, Microsoft. So those six companies uh, on this chart that you're seeing, it's it's amazing how it's you know it's cap weighted, so it's uh, highly uh, you know. Uh, for the larger uh, QQQ type uh, companies, um, which is a NASDAQ. But with that said, it's amazing on this how basically these from the beginning of the year through 8-3 based on uh, this chart. And this is from uh, Day Hagen, by the way. We're on a webinar this week about this. Uh, it's up 40.34% for those six companies alone. So six out of how many companies? Uh, 500. This is the S&P 500 index here. So they're just isolating that. And then of which the S&P, okay, it's up you know, 1.98. Okay, great. Um, but what really tells the tale here, and it says a lot, is uh, speaks volumes, is 494 companies. So out of the 500, 494, X the fangs, are, are down minus 5.8%. So again, 494 companies on average are down minus 5.8%, and that's through 830 of this year, year to date, based on our um, Day uh, Hagen and the webinar we're on. So we find that very enlightening that we have been talking about all along how <laughs> narrow disconnect. disconnect and how narrow this recovery is. So you have, let's call it 10, 15 companies holding up the, the stock market. So sure. that's not good, folks. So, uh, you know, we've side on the, on the cautious side, obviously. Uh, on this yep. next chart, um, it shows you another way to look at it, too. The percentage of stocks in the S&P 500 that are in a bear market. So bear market means from top to bottom, a 20% decline. So with a 20% decline from top to bottom, you have basically almost 41% of the S&P 500 companies are in a bear market, meaning they're still down 20%. That's incredible. So again, almost 41%, again, based on the day Hagen there. But yeah, um, yeah that's, 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 that speaks volumes, again, to the narrowness of, of what's, what's been going on uh, with the overall uh, markets in general. You hear these terminologies, I, 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 you, know, you hear on TV and the FOMO, fear of missing out, yeah. the Robin hoodies, the people staying at home, day trading. So um, <laughs> with this fact, it came out too um, earlier, uh, I think the last week is when I heard it as far as the latest. Um, there's approximately 
almost 25% of the trading volume now is due to uh, retail investors. Wow. Which is used to be yeah, around you 10%. Never, yeah, you never see that. No, yeah. uh-uh. So it's just spiked up dramatically. So again, not quite 25%, but uh, that's, that's huge as far as the folks um, staying at home, you know, spending their... Uh, you know, PPP money and what it's have the you. Stimulus money, yeah. Yeah, the stimulus altogether. Um, yeah. So that's uh, something to consider. Um, you know, commercial, we talked about commercial real estate. And, real estate, sure. Yeah, that's 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 going to be a few years for sure as far as uh, trying people working from home. Companies and CEOs are finding out they can do more with less. So unfortunately, you know, some folks do want to work from home, i.e. my brother. <laughs> so uh, he's loving it. But um, there are folks that will want to go back to the office. Sure. It's just about the office culture, too. So yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, companies are saying, hey, though, they can uh, not have to release, renew their leases or things of that nature. So the commercial real estate is in trouble for years to come. Obviously, we know about the retail. We've talked about that before. But the, or, you know, the past week, you know, things have been published on the wires. You know, Ascenza, excuse me, Ascenza re- Retail here, uh, cutting over 1,000 jobs. L Brands, about 850 jobs. DSW Shoe Warehouse, cut over 1,000 jobs. Amicromby, you know, they're trying to refinance all their stores and offerings and store closures they expect. So that's just a, yeah. a, a rattling off just a few that came out this past week. So uh, it's, right. it's, 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 it's a lot going on with that. Yeah, and, and just so, so you all know, um, you know, if you're in a situation at work where there's a possible layoff or there's a decision to be made, uh, please reach out to us. I mean, we've, had, we've got a number of clients of, that obviously are working at you know big companies around Columbus, yes. L Brands Nationwide, just to name a few that are kind of we, that we've helped work through some of these situations. So so please contact us. We have the ability, the planning, the, the expertise to to lay the numbers out and to talk through just different scenarios, real life situations to you know just so you can have confidence. Uh, when it comes time to make some of those tough choices and that's why that's why it's important to have a plan in place you know we can always you know pivot edit it uh, you know whatever we need to do but just give you confidence but please reach out to us and putting a bow tie on this in the retail um, james uh, grant another one of our um, sources that we use within the research center on 8-6 came out he stated over 25 companies thus far year to date has filed bankruptcy bko it's bankruptcy uh, chapter 11. so and trying to work things out, the companies are just filing bankruptcy it's in order to right size office space, yeah. employee count. So um, the jobless number that came out today, okay, yeah, it's you know, yeah, I'm glad there's over a million people getting back to work. That's fine, but it's 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 a struggle. So it's going to be a long grind, like we've been talking about, as far as the economic damage that has been uh, done and still the ripple effects for uh, years to come. Uh, we'll maybe transition on to the interest rates. Sure. Interest yep. rates is another topic that's big. So interest rates, you know, lower for longer. So that's the Fed. Yeah, they're pumping, dumping. And, you know, as far as, uh, you know, another stimulus and they're still buying bonds, among other things. Good, good uh, for borrowers, bad for savers. You right? got it. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, so with that said, um, you know, the Fed has mentioned uh, over a month ago that they're not going to be raising interest rates anytime soon. At the earliest is in 2023. That's the earliest. Uh, today, uh, Goldman Sachs mentioned on one of their analysts and forecasters said that they don't see the Fed raising rates until 2025. <laughs> wow. So now, you know, that's going to be a little over, you know, five plus years. Sure. Uh, yeah. So, which is 
on the same par for the Great Recession. Okay, Fed didn't raise rates from 2009 to uh, 2015. So, uh, you know, rates are definitely going to be lower for longer. And uh, like you said, hard for savers and anybody with, uh, we're going to have a show and a topic on pensions <laughs> down the road. It's going to be brutal for pensions. So we'll definitely talk about that at a different segment as well. Yeah, definitely some head, headwinds. Headwinds for, for that. sure coming down the road, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hopefully you found this little bit of information useful. Uh, we obviously will be doing these on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. We look forward to the next episode as well. But I uh, always like to end on a tip of the month. So with the tips of the month, now we talked about cars and OPM is other people's money. So interest rates are so low um, in regards to banks and uh, what their you know, uh, interest rates for, like car loans and things of that nature. If you happen to need a car... Great time to go out and buy a car. So a lot of folks, uh, the majority of folks still do buy cars, but there are plenty of people that do like to lease cars just because they like to have something new every couple years, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But as far as management, financial planning that we do, uh, we always strive to encourage our clients to um, buy and hold and own a car. Um, Stacy, as you all know, uh, she's had her car, her Honda, for almost 20 years, coming up in January here. I personally like to hold my cars for anywhere 14, 15 years. That was the last time I've, I've held on to mine. I'm keeping mine now. I've, I'm five years into it, and then another 10 more years I want to get out of it. And I think, Andy, yours is yeah, – yeah. you like to keep yours for a while? So. Yeah, we have a 2007 Odyssey Beautiful. minivan. It's got about 220,000 miles go. on it. Just maintain it. Yeah. I have a yeah, 15 Toyota, yeah. So so just uh, don't be afraid to just put money back into the car if necessary and, and buy a car. But uh, if you do happen to need a car, this would be a great time because uh, rates are, are, are low. And speaking of cars, so uh, the IHS uh, market data that came out is in print and dispatch here this week. Um, people are keeping uh, cars longer. So the little tip of the month on this is um, the average vehicle age as of um, the beginning of this year, January of this year, is 11.9 years. So 11.9 years is the average duration people are keeping their cars now, um, which is compared to what? <laughs> the end of the Great Recession in 2009, um, basically at that time it was 10.3 years. Um, and then compared to 2002, it was 9.6 years. So again, 2002 was 9.6, 2009, 10.3, and 2020, it's 11.9. So people are holding on to their cars longer. They're more stable, durable. Sure. More features are, are being added uh, to that. And then uh, one more thing about the auto, because, you know, my clients know – and you know I'm a race fan. So anything that races, cars in general, I love it. So uh, we'll end with some lower rates coming your way, folks. So for those folks who have State Farm Insurance, I am not advocating State Farm Insurance. Uh, I'm just stating a fact. It was in print as well from the dispatch this week. Um, their auto rates are going down 14.3%. So 14.3% decrease in auto rates will be coming your way. And I believe other companies will also sure. uh, be cutting. And the reason being, people are staying at home. That's right, yeah. <laughs> less driving, less uh, gas utilization, et cetera. So um, 
that's sort of where we're at. Put a bow tie on this, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah, next month we've got uh, a, a special guest coming in, Mike Gatteri. Oh, yeah, our, Mike. One of our uh, yeah. strategic partners here. He does uh, Medicare enrollment. And so we know that uh, the open enrollment period is starting in October. And so he'll. we're going to talk to him about Medicare and possible changes that he sees on the horizon as far as uh, – uh, Medicare, yeah. and uh, yeah, it should be great. a good conversation. He's he's good. We've used him for a number of years. Oh so. yeah, um, yeah. Well, we appreciate you uh, tuning into this episode number two, and you guys stay well, safe, wash those hands, wear the masks. Yes, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, thank you. You can reach this episode on our website at mytruenorthwp.com, by other podcast venue sites, or by calling us at six one four nine two nine. 2715. Also, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and sign up for our weekly email market updates via our website. Special thanks to our producer Nathan as we will be producing these episodes on a monthly basis. Investment advice offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor, DBA True North Wealth Partners. Investing involves substantial risk. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth do not make any guarantee or other promise as to any results that may be obtained from this. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. The economic forecasts set forth in this material may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. No reader should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence.